Hello, and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. I'm your host, Natasha Kanova, Head of Commodities Research at JP Morgan, and today we want to talk about platinum and palladium. I'm joined by Gregory Shearer, who runs the metals team at uh, JP Morgan Commodities Research. Greg, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Natasha. So recently, the PGM market gathered in London for the annual LP PM Platinum. In a week. Um, what were the you know some of the key takeaways from the week you were present there? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, it was after a two-year hiatus. Uh, we had the annual LPPM week. Um, I'd say the general sense was whiplash and uncertainty. Um, you know, you you have a market here that ran up. Uh, both prices of platinum and palladium ran up quite dramatically over the course uh, into early March on the back of Russian supply concerns. Uh, and then that kind of ran head on into those supply concerns largely fading because we are continuing to see metal flow out of Russia and be delivered. But the demand has sort of disintegrated here as you know, we've had a combination of uh, wire harness issues, supply chain issues out of China has led to a very significant uh, another very significant hiccup in in light vehicle production estimates. So um, that's basically pulled prices back down to where we started the year. So there was just this sense of what's next. And I would say that most of the focus was on demand. Uh, there was a lot of skepticism because there's been so many false starts on, on a, a, a new kind of growing sequentially light vehicle outlook. Um, beyond that, um, there was a sense that maybe the current prices are underappreciating the risk of we could that we could be seeing maybe a slower moving dislocation in PGM supply chains. You're still talking about Russia, which produces 30% of combined primary and secondary uh, palladium, um, and, and there's just so much uncertainty there. Um, and I think interestingly, the one thing that caught most of the attention for all the focus on supply risks and palladium is how tight the platinum market is. So your lease rates are showing a relatively tight platinum market, and there was, you know, a, a lot of differing theories on on why why we're seeing that whether it's stronger than expected chinese demand or maybe some more self-sanctioning um happening in platinum um because of more viable alternative sources but um in general i would say the outlook was pretty downbeat to neutral on palladium um Whereas platinum, you do have some more structural tailwinds. It's just that there's been there's not much investor interest, so there's not been much follow through on these prices, which has 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 left uh, the industry, uh, yeah, I guess seeking direction. Mm -hmm. um, very interesting. You were you were saying that most of the focus has been on on demand, and I was uh, I read the most amazing statistics a couple of weeks ago is that uh, last month in Shanghai there were no cars sold, zero. Mm. So, and from that perspective, you just updated your supply demand outlook for both metals. Um, considering that you know the statistics we're seeing out of the light vehicle uh, markets, uh, you know, just in terms of projections going forward, what what uh, can you walk us through your the main revisions and how you see? prices evolving in the near term. Yeah, I mean, I think it all starts on the demand cuts, like you're saying. Um, you know, we've seen IHS here continually cut their light vehicle production in the second quarter. Uh, they now see global light vehicle production down about two, uh, nearly two and a half percent year over year in 2Q. Uh, that's on the back of an over 3% drop in the first quarter of 2022. I think the interesting thing there is as they've cut 2Q, 
they've mm-hmm. largely maintained the forecast for 3Q and 4Q. Uh, so mm-hmm. overall, they're still seeing something like 4% year-over-year growth in 2022 in light vehicle production. I think that there's a lot of skepticism there, including at JP Morgan. It, it, you know, our own analysts are still see a sequential rebound um, over the second half of this year, but we still have an overall 1% contraction for 2022. And that's what we're factoring into our balances now uh, in, in both platinum and palladium. And what that leads to is something like, uh, you know, a 500, uh, you know, basically something like a 500,000 ounce or, or even greater than 500,000 ounce uh, cut to our, our supply uh, demand estimates uh, uh, in, in for auto catalyst offtake, and that's mm-hmm. very significant. Um, what we see then is, you know, on the supply side, what we're seeing is actually a bit weaker of an outlook as well. So that's prevented the balances from really ballooning here. Um, you know, in South Africa, you have you have now depleted some of the work in progress inventories from uh, the ACP rundown. That's leading to something around a 7% year-over-year contraction in global platinum supply. Uh, uh, global mine platinum supply was what we see this year. Um, on the palladium side, similarly, uh, that does run through. We also trimmed our uh, Russian supply assumptions to the lower end of guidance, um, just given the uncertainty that we see there. So overall in palladium, we still see something around a 3% total supply contraction. But uh, you know what that leaves us with here is a, a, a platinum market that's about 500,000 ounces in surplus this year and a mm-hmm. palladium market that's close to balance but still about 100,000 ounces in surplus. When we think about prices, I think, yeah, these are annual numbers. I think when we think right. about the price trajectory, we need to think about what is going to be the drivers in the next couple of quarters. And from that perspective, Yes, we do uh, include a, a sequential light vehicle rebound here over the second half of 2022. Uh, we, we have a view here that China will reopen, that we'll see more activity there. That's going to, in my view, support the industrial complex more broadly. Uh, and I think, you know, like I was saying at the top, there is an underappreciation of supply risks, not only from Russia, but also in terms of strike risk from South Africa. Mm-hmm. This week, there was a little bit of a, um, you know, Anglo uh, and the and the union, uh, the major union uh, came to a wage deal, but you're still you're still talking about some significant capacity that that, that could be some uh, fictitious negotiations uh, or fractious rather negotiations going forward. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we look at the price forecast. Uh, from current spot levels, I do think we can firm in both metals here over the, the next couple of quarters. I have a, basically a, a $22,000 per ounce average for this quarter uh, for palladium, uh, $21,000 uh, per ounce in, uh, sorry, $2,100 per ounce in 3Q 2022. Um, platinum, similarly, I think, you know, we have a forecast for us moving up towards the upper uh, and uh, close to $1,100 per ounce by the third quarter of 2022. So we have a 1080 uh, forecast for 3Q22. Right, right. And the main, the main focus is clearly on China. Yes, when, when or if China comes back and to what extent. Uh, so a lot of that depends on, yes, yeah, so on our view to be correct that China will come back into the, into the second half of the year and it will stabilize. Yeah, definitely. And I think I'd just add there, it's particularly important in platinum because we have a pretty very, very strong growth in in Chinese platinum demand this year, despite the light vehicle hiccup, because Mm -hmm. we're seeing a step up in heavy duty vehicle loadings. So um, that's quite critical in driving, I think, the platinum outlook more than anything even here. 
Mm-hmm. So, okay, if we look a little bit um, longer term outlook, so and we've done all those modelings on the light vehicle, um, light duty vehicles, electrification work. Yes, we, we've done this for the long term outlook on oil. And um, so the, the way we decided to approach that is yes, that we looked at the guidance given to us from the publicly traded auto manufacturers, and that covers about 72% of all the cars produced in the world uh, and then we made assumptions that the rest will not electrify but the conclusion was that by 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 the end of 2030 about 50 percent of all the cars sold in the world will be some type of electric yes and that assumes battery battery electric plug-ins and and hybrids and that will be about translating to about eight percent of the global fleet so clearly demand for platinum and palladium is uh, is driven by the transportation sector so what is you know looking longer term what is the outlook yeah what are the well, implications exactly um i think first let's start in palladium because it's the more existential threat there you're talking about a market where over 80 percent of end use goes into auto catalysts and a, a, a lot of that light vehicle auto catalysts um and i think that kind of puts focus into these couple of lost years that we've seen on light vehicle production. Um, if we think about the, 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 the peak in light vehicle production in 2017, uh, which was at about 95 million light vehicles, that almost feels like light years away. And it feels like it could take us multiple years to even get back to that. And why that's important is because each of these years we're seeing an intensification of electrification. And, and so what that means is the pass-through growth in overall light vehicle production is dampened or dulled in terms of palladium autocatalyst offtake. And so you really do, in my view, have somewhat of a diverging trend uh, on the fundamentals looking beginning in the next few years for both of these metals. And when I mean diverging, I think platinum, we, we look at a market that is more oriented to heavy-duty vehicles, um, is only something around 40 uh, a percent in light vehicle, or sorry, in auto catalyst offtake. So it's a little bit more diversified in its industrial use. Um, and so from that perspective, we see a platinum market where Chinese demand remains strong. It's gaining from substitution. People are using more platinum, less palladium in auto catalysts that we are doing, that they are that are being made now. We think that's going to grow. So it's a market in platinum where the supply is also relatively constrained going forward. Uh, that looks like it's going to flip into a, a relative period of, of sustained deficit. And that, that's a bit of a sea change from the years of oversupply that we've seen. Now, palladium, on the other hand, is the one where we see ballooning surpluses. Um, it, it, it's the one where it's losing out to substitution, like that electrification uh, mm-hmm. uh, element I was talking about. We, we see you entering a structural decline in palladium demand starting in the next couple of years. And, uh, and with the, the outlook on supply, that looks to be really leading to a period of pretty sustained oversupply here. Um, so what, you know, from that perspective, we have this diverging view on prices where uh, over the course of 2023, we have platinum averaging something around $1,325 per ounce, uh, ending the year up towards $1,400 per ounce, whereas palladium continues to, to come under pressure and averages something around six, uh, $1,650 mm-hmm. per ounce. Greg, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, thank you all to listening to the Commodities Edition of JP Morgan's At Any Rate podcast. We look forward to continue the conversation next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 
2022, JP Morgan Chase & Company, All Rights Reserved. This episode was recorded on May 27, 2022.